Congrats, what's going on? Hope you're all doing well. Andy Campbell here, ready for another conversation about the Chicago Blackhawks Season 6, Episode 4. How good is bad enough? What are we doing here, Blackhawks? I'm here with Sean Fitzgerald and the Bard. Sean, what's going on? How are you? I am wonderful. Um, Rocking a 47 Phillies hats tonight for the Fighting Phils. Uh, the city of Philadelphia has got to be loving it. Uh, the Phillies lead the World Series. The Eagles are undefeated. And the Flyers aren't in last. So, you know. Oh, and the 76ers are okay. So, you know, Philadelphia's a good town. There you go. It is a good place. And they're obviously rocking and having a good time. Bardo, what's new in your world? Love the photograph behind you. Not much. All good. Living the good. dream. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Bardo's living the dream. We're living the dream. We're here to talk about Blackhawk hockey and uh, the surprising Blackhawks, I guess you can say right now. They came out of the gate and no one really saw, saw it coming. Isn't it funny how we're talking about a surprise team being a 500 team? 4-4-2. Four, four, and two. Chicago Blackhawks, they've dropped their last few games, though. And, um, and that, unfortunately, being a fan, is actually a good thing. The Chicago Blackhawks aren't that good, folks. Um, we knew it was going to be a tough year. It's technically a tank year. But what's been going on? They're kind of in the middle of the pack, and they've been competing in these games. Bardo, what are you surprised about so far? The record? The record. <laughs> I mean, that's it's really that simple. But um, I, I think, you know, I, I, I do like what I see from the coach. I think Richardson's really putting his brand of hockey on this team. I think he's establishing a culture um you know that's based around you know accountability and hard work you know this team plays for 60 minutes they compete so you know they don't have the talent that most of the league has uh, on their roster but they make up for it with with a strong work ethic and that can get you somewhere but hopefully you know water will find its level and and you know they'll lose some games and um get themselves into you know position for a high draft pick but for now that this is what it is yeah, is what it is, Shawnee. Let Let's talk about Luke Richardson. Uh, Bardo mentioned. I mean, where there's definitely a change here. I mean, there's a difference in the way that they play, and um, they seem to believe they're going in the gray areas. Gray areas. You don't see as much perimeter play as you used to. Um, a lot of gritty and dirty goals. Uh, what do you feel about Luke Richardson and that style, and and how's it looking? He's a competent NHL coach. Um, the last two seasons prior to that, Jeremy Colleton was lost, basically, at the NHL level. He didn't mm -hmm. know what he was doing. He didn't have superior talent, so his style and scheme didn't work. Richardson like, plays a gritty style. He understands what his uh, players need. He's got a lot of gritty guys. Like um, In part of trying to tank, they brought in the guys like Colin Blackwell, who are going to go do the dirty things in the corner. They got Sam Lafferty, who's similar to that. So they've got guys that kind of match his style. And I think he's just – he's a legitimate NHL coach who knows how to coach um, an aggressive uh, PK unit where they're not, um, you know, chasing the puck so much. They're more aggressive coming up front, uh, yeah. challenging the shooter. And uh, dis despite all the uh, – despite all of that, I – I think he's also like he's got the respect of I think the veteran players is another thing. I think Richardson has earned the respect. Um, I don't know if guys really wanted to play for Colleton, and I think that's why the effort maybe and the result wasn't there. I think on this team with Richardson, the efforts there and the results, right. see the early results for some guys that are shocking seem to be it's there. Yeah, I mean it's it's way too early to speculate. You know what is going to happen with Luke Richardson through all this thing, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, you can tell just by the style and the hunger that the guys play with that the team's playing with it. it is there a possibility that he survives this rebuild? I mean, maybe we're getting, we are getting way ahead by thinking about that, but Bardo, do you think that's actually realistic in any way, shape or form? I think it's way too early to tell. And I think if you go and look, you know, at what the Rangers did when they brought in Dave, David Quinn at the time, I mean, he was basically there to manage the rebuild um yeah. and and you know they 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 did compete 
a little bit as they went into, you know, year two or year three of his tenure. But, um, you know, at the same time, I think when they were ready to win, you know, they knew and they saw that he just really did not have the X's and O's to match up, match wits against, you know, some of the best coaches and the, you know, the trotzes of the world. Obviously he's no longer coaching, but at the time. So, um, so we'll see. And I mean, look, you could, you, we're getting off the tangent, but you know, you can debate on Gerard Gallant and him, him as an X's and O's coach. I think he's terrible, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's way too early to tell, but I think what you're seeing now is a guy who can almost, you know, in, you know, t- put a work ethic and put some sort of a culture in between or a foundation, if you will, um, for the young talent that's going to be bubbling up over the next several years. Right. No, I think that's a good call. Um, I like it. it is. It is way too early. I mean, we can you know try to forecast and figure out the whole thing right now, but will they go with a proven coach? How long is the rebuild going to take? But you know, that said, what what we kind of agreed on here, Luke Richardson's been great. I mean, I I I think it's you know was I a little fearful early that the Hawks are winning too much? Maybe, maybe not. But at the same time, the brand of hockey and the hockey games have been entertaining. Uh, the Blackhawks have been in games and they haven't been winning them, which is actually more important than anything else. I it's mean, kind of what not, you want. It's, it's what I. It's exactly what it's you what want. I call. It's what I call a tank win. They play yeah. hard. They play hard for sixty minutes and they lose. That's right. And, yeah. and it's close game and it's entertaining. That's called a tank win. Tank win. Sean has coined yep. that phrase. Tank win. It's- so if you look, yeah, if you look up and down the Blackhawks roster right now, I mean, Patrick Kane is doing his thing. You know, he's got 10 points in 10 games. Taves is doing just fine. Domi, uh, you know, is contributing. He's obviously not shying away from the play, throwing fisticuffs every now and then. Um, let's talk about a couple of surprise players, and I'd like each of you to mention one guy uh, who's a surprise player that you feel has just kind of stepped it up throughout the first 10 games here, and you're like, okay, maybe they have something here. Maybe this is someone they want to hold on to. Uh, through the rebuild, we're going to start with Sean. I'm putting you on the spot. Give me a surprise Blackhawk player so far. Okay, so I'll give you two actually, because one, um, don't steal I don't mine. know. If it just you're going to steal my. Players. I'm not going to steal yours. I'm not going to steal yours because Jonathan Taves is a surprise to me. Uh, I saw a stat the other day. I know he's. We're probably not going to hold on to him. That's why I'm going to give you two. Um, but Jonathan Taves took four, 33 games to score four goals last year. He scored six in ten this season. So that's a surprise. And uh, people are, you know, I uh, uh, engage the Twitter masses and they think he could be appealing to a contender. So we'll see. So that that's a surprise to me. Yep. And then I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Taylor Radish as my okay. surprise. Tell me I more. think, I mean, Radish has got three goals, three assists. He's played on some uh, middle, uh, top six minutes like I mean we didn't there wasn't really much of a book on Taylor Radish because he didn't really get to play much in Tampa due to the talent level of that team highly drafted guy I think he was the first or second rounder they got him in the Brandon Hagel deal he's only cost him 750,000 he's not been a healthy scratch like the other guy who came over when Boris Kachuk and I think he could could score in this league so hopefully he's somebody that maybe you can hang around maybe he's a um he moves down when you get good down the line to like a third line scorer but yeah taylor radish would be my surprise got it i like it i think it's a good call and as you notice folks i did spell taylor radish wrong um on the bottom there's actually <laughs> two d's in taylor radish. there's there's two o's in goose boys no no no. there's two o's in goose <laughs> so, let's clear that up sean sean is not great with pronunciation. I'm just not good at spelling. So we're we complement each other very well. Exactly. Bardo, Bardo, surprise players thus far in the Hawks season. Who you got? I have two, but I don't want to steal one of yours. But I'm going to go. So I'm going to take one, um, and I'm going to say Philip Roos. Ooh, okay. I, I, mean, I think you know he's a young kid who wasn't drafted, but you know he has a little bit of experience playing overseas, and he's come over and he's actually played pretty well he's responsible and he's only 23 maybe just maybe he might be somebody who can be here long term and if you don't say my second one i will say it you can go 
<laughs> well, I'm going to say, let, let me just comment on Roos real quick. I like that pick. Roos has played six games, folks. He's got one point. He's got an assist, and he's plus one. If you're plus one on the Chicago Blackhawks and you're a defenseman yeah. on this year's team, if that continues and he stays in the – he won't end the season in the plus. I think that's – Probably not. Not very nice, but – Early just not defenseman will. Practical. No, no Blackhawk defenseman will finish in the plus this year. But um, it is very intriguing. So you can go with the next one. I'll, I'll get creative with another surprise player. Go so for it. So my second one is Kurashev. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen ability yeah. from him, but I think he's kind of taken it up another level and that you could maybe see him maybe as, as a second-line player, but probably more likely a third-line player. He's, you know, maybe he's kind of like, and, and, and I don't think you compare the talent, but maybe you can a little bit, is Versteeg. You know, Versteeg, we always That's call this the top nine player, yeah. but he kind of reminds me of him. He's kind of like a sneaky good player, always seems to be in the right spot. I mean, he's like, he's definitely in the minus. I want to say he's a minus six, but, um, but you know, he's been scoring and he's been creative. So, you know, we knew he had ability, but now I think he's kind of getting more playing time in that, you know, middle six, if you will. So I, I kind of like him, and he's still fairly young too. Um, yeah, he's only again. He's a guy you probably don't keep long term. If you know you're not really? going to pay him, you're probably yeah. going to trade him. But I think you're you're probably finding you know maybe you might get something for him. Yeah, I I don't know with Kurchev. I mean, 23 years old. He's kind of he's always just kind of been around. I mean, he's like moss on a tree. It's just kind of like there. Um, but this year, you I, I agree with you. You're seeing a lot more from him. The other thing, too, is I, I don't think he would be expensive to keep um, if, if you do extend him. So, I mean, I don't know. You can listen to offers, but, I mean, if you're, you know, if people are just offering you a fourth or a fifth or even yeah, a third yeah. or something of that fabric, you're better off keeping Kuroshev. Yep. Um, and keeping him through the rebuild. And I don't know. I mean, there's some people on the Twitter world is already going. Our buddy Jay Zawoski is already going extend Kuroshev. Now, okay. You know, I mean, right, if, Jay. Yeah. you're right. If that's right, I mean, that's right there with the Caps fan staying saying extend Strom right now. But, oh my goodness! You know, you I can, knew I, we couldn't go on podcast about Strom. No, we will never go a podcast without me talking <laughs> about Dylan Strom negatively. That's just the way that it's going to go. But I, I like that. Kershev was was going to be my pick. Um, that's who I knew you were going to pick. That's why I went the other direction. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go um, surprise hawk play. I guess we're doing two, and I actually think. Um, oddly enough, there have been quite a few Blackhawk players that are surprising so far. But the guy that I'm going to go with um, is Jason Dickinson. Um, I think that Jason Dickinson. Now, folks, if, if you're wondering, oh, yeah, where did we get that guy again? Those of you that decided to sell your season tickets or, or just tune out the Hawks this year. And I, I certainly we understand if you do. Jason, yeah, Dickinson, do. <laughs> Jason Dickinson was acquired right at the beginning of the season. Um for uh, Riley Stillman um, and the Blackhawks got Jason Dickinson and a second round pick for Riley Stillman. And um, Dickinson plays hard. He plays really hard. I mean, he's got three goals, three assists in eight games. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's never going to be much more uh, than, you know, a grinding third or fourth line player in the NHL at the same time. You know, he's been taking some faceoffs. Uh, you know, he's got 50% in the, in the dot. And um, he seems to fill a rebuild role for Luke Richardson. I mean, it's a Luke Richardson branded type player. Um, and he could, if 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 uh, somehow uh, Kyle Davidson flips him at the deadline, you get another asset for him. That'd be that'd be huge. Yeah. Well, speaking of the deadline, you know, the interesting thing is when we all saw the signings of um, Anastasiu and and Domi, we said, you know what, one year deals. You know, it's smart you know, business decision because then you can flip them at the deadline for whatever they're playing really well. Yeah. So to me, it's like yeah. if, if Brandon Hagel and they're still fairly young, I think, I don't remember the age on them, but, um, Domi's 27 and nice to see you is 28. I'm sorry. I'm young either, but you know, these are guys that are playing first, second line minutes, but they're probably third line players on cup contenders. So, you know, could you actually, if, if they're at the 15 to 20 goal mark 
by the time the deadline shows up, maybe just maybe you might get something, you know, more than you think. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I mean, there, yeah, there's definitely some intrigue. I mean, I don't, and, and to your point, Bardo, I mean, it, if these guys do pretty well early and they pad their stats a little bit, as long as the Blackhawks are losing, the better they do, the better off for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I just don't really, you yeah. know, there's, there's, there's really nothing lost in that scenario. I'm going to mention one more player who I'm surprised with, but I do feel that he might let us down at some point, And that's Jake McCabe. I think he's mm-hmm. been good. Yeah, he's he been is. really good. Um, you know, he's in the positive. He's plus three. He's taking care of the puck. He's taking care of his own end. He's not making a whole lot of careless mistakes. And um, he is a $4 million defenseman. Is he playing like a $4 million a year defenseman? Maybe not yet. Um, but I'm feeling a little bit better about him being back there. Is he tradable? Probably not. Um, he still has two more years at $4 million. This is another Stan Bowman uh, desperation. I'm feeling the heat of my job signing to go along with the Seth Jones trade. Um, and while Seth, Jones, right, while Seth Jones has been out of the lineup and he's been hurt, and it sounds like he's going to be out for a little while. Um, it does give other guys opportunities to get some minutes and some ice time. And you don't need to worry about Seth Jones being out there right now, folks, because he's not going anywhere. He will be around no. for a long, long time. Um, well, will we have to keep? Will the Blackhawks have to keep Caleb Jones for the duration of Seth's contract? Is what I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they split up the Doc brothers, so I, 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 I say that. Think, yeah, yeah, I really don't yeah. think. That, uh, and again, and, and, and they, maybe that, that's a pretty good transition, uh, you know, to our to our next point, and and one of the things, Sean, that you wanted to talk about, um, and that is Kyle Davidson has made. A couple recent moves of players that we actually and uh, and a lot of people thought would be pretty decent prospects uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks, and um, I'll let you roll with it, Shawnee Bodone or Bodan and yeah. Barrett gone. What happened? So I think um, Kyle Davidson. Obviously, the interim tag was on him for a little bit last year. Uh, and then he was named the full-time general manager, and he had the rest of that season to kind of assess just what the whole organization is in terms of his philosophy. Right. Um, I think the Bodan move is twofold. So one, obviously based on the return, I don't think that many organizations thought highly of Nicholas Bodan, and he wasn't going to get his opportunity to play with Chicago. He had his uh, 21-game run at some point, but I don't think he was going to be a long-term fixture. I also think that the move was future thinking in that, so when Korchinski's ready to come and play, I think he's 18 or 19, they're going to need spots for him in the A. Like, he's going to have to spend some time in Rockford. So you don't want Nicholas Bodan on your blue line taking up space for him in the future, but also guys like um, Isaac Phillips, um, Jacob... Uh, I can't think of his name. Galvis. Uh, Galvis. Yeah. Right. And then you're going to need, if, if you're, if Nolan Allen's going to come play at the A at some point, uh, Ray's favorite punching bag, Nolan Allen. So you're going to need <laughs> spots for those guys um, to play at the A. So I, I think I, that's I, why they moved. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, I think it was time and, and, you know, he, he had his chances and just never, and I look, that's partly on stand because he just never really developed and he may never, develop yeah. into anything anywhere but i mean now it's like there's so many new defensemen in this organization you know ethan del maestro whatever his name is he's another one so yeah. i mean there are guys that have just jumped him in terms of upside um you know in, in the organization so i think it's also a numbers game regula um all these guys have, have just jumped them so yeah. well and i just also i'm i I do like Kyle Davidson's approach to this and, and Evan Barrett, it was a great player at Penn state. I think third round pick for the Blackhawks. I recall, I can't remember the year, but he never really, you know, he was always going to be projected as a third or fourth liner at best. And, you know, and if you can't crack the Blackhawks lineup uh, the way that they're assembled right now, I think it's time for you to start thinking about going to another organization and maybe trying to see if you can, you know, finally make your breakthrough, but it's not going to happen with the club that you're at. Um, what I do figure really like, yep. figure out if you're going to work at Delta Sonic or not, because you know there a you lot go. of guys work at car washes afterwards, yeah. as we established last podcast. And like we've said all the time, it doesn't make you a bad person. Uh, no, no, it's just kind of the way that it works out sometimes. But 
Um, what I do like about Kyle Davidson is he's just saying, look, these weren't my guys, you know, I've got a different plan. And so, you know, it's probably in their best interest to be elsewhere. And I'm, you know, I, obviously we don't know how Barrett and Bodan spoke for it, uh, you know, or felt about it, but I'm sure, or I'm not sure, but I would guess that they're probably like, okay, good. Fresh start. Sounds pretty good. Well, I mean, Um, to me, I think this, the sign of a good GM is they admit mistakes and quite frankly, You know, Kyle's too new to make his own mistakes, but I think mm-hmm. he's getting rid of some of the other trash that was already, you know, made prior to it, you know, yeah. and, and it's also sticking with guys for how long. I mean, you can't stick with these guys forever. Can't do so, it. you know, at this point, it's like time to hit the uh, reset button. Yep. Yep. So right oh, now, I forgot. Sorry, Vlasic too. Vlasic, um, yeah. Vlasic was also ahead of Bodan, I think, mm-hmm. in the depth chart. Yes. And Vlasic has yet to see the ice. He's been out. And um, yeah, he was hurt. Or he's yeah. played, he's had five games in Rockford this yeah. year. But I, I think we, we will see him with the club again with the big yeah. club at some point this year. I think mm-hmm. that, that that much we know. So here's the surprise deal on the Hawks right now, folks, is that I don't think anyone expected in the 18 Central Division right now for the Hawks to be sitting fourth 10 games into their season. However, the Colorado Avalanche are behind him. That's going to end at some point. Nashville's behind him. That's going to end at some point. St. Louis has had a very slow start. They will leapfrog the Blackhawks. The only team that might not leapfrog the Blackhawks this year are the lonely Arizona Coyotes that somehow are still in Phoenix um, getting changed in temporary dressing rooms as professional athletes. Uh, to Don't accommodate- you mean the Arizona State Coyotes? Yeah, Coyotes uh, to accommodate Gary Bettman's uh, vision of a failed project in uh, in uh, Arizona that he is not just willing to admit to the uh, to the general public that it's just not going to work in that state, um, which yeah, is speaking really of not admitting your mistakes. <laughs> right. So the Blackhawks are going to they're going to slip. They're going to fall. How far? Uh, we're hoping far enough. I mean, I, I think the, the issue right now, folks, is we're we're kind of in the tank world right now. Ottawa's had a slow start. They'll get out of it. Columbus is three and seven, which I think a lot of people with them signing Johnny Gaudreau thought that they would come out of the gates a little bit stronger. The teams that you need to worry about in the lottery, I think, with the Blackhawks, I think Montreal is going to fade a little bit despite their uh, their hot pick. Arizona might finish beneath the Blackhawks. San Jose is miserable. Um, I think Anaheim will pick it up a little bit. Seattle will fade, even though they've had a hot start. Who else am I forgetting, boys? I, I can't believe we're thinking about normally the for, Flyers. I mean, the, the Flyers. 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 A few years ago, we talk about the Hawks as, ooh, who's going to compete with them for the cup? And now we're saying, who, who could they who's possibly gonna... like get beat out for a lottery pick? Well, remember right. about Anaheim, though, Drysdale's out for the year. Yep. So that's going to hurt them. That's yeah. You're talking about a top-line defenseman for them. Yep. So that's no good. So. Yeah. So there's that. At the same time, folks, I mean, I think that, you know, hopefully the ping pong balls bounce the right way. And, um, you know, they end up, you know, in a, in a pretty good position to have a lottery pick. Uh, quick quick sidebar on Lucas Reichel. Lucas Reichel uh, is in Rockford, 10 points in seven games. He's doing what he should be doing down there, and that's a good sign. Yeah, he's dominating. Uh, like he's, 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 he should dominate the AHL this year. Keep him there to continue to build his confidence. And then towards the end of the season, when you start making trades at the deadline and stuff like that, I have a feeling you will see him up and getting some action with the Hawks. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you know the other he's thing still that only I, twenty years old. He's a baby. Yeah, he's a kid. Yeah, yeah. He's a kid. They're doing the right things with him right now. They're yep. not rushing him. They're doing the right things. So, what I want to do quickly, folks. And then it's just touch base on a lot of people are saying, well, why do we want the Hawks to, to do so poorly? What is worth tanking over? Before we do that, a quick shout out to our sponsors that I completely neglected today. Puckhockey.com, P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com, all in caps. Use discount code THERINK in all caps, 10% off. 100 bucks gives you a free T-shirt. Go check it out. So now that we've mentioned that, we want to talk about the top three potential picks in the NHL draft. And we want to talk about why is everybody buzzing and saying the Hawks need to, you know, tank and get one of these guys. There are three players 
that are going to be draft eligible in the June 2023 entry draft that are considered generational talents. Okay. Those are, and as you all have heard of Connor Bedard, he's a stud. He is with the Regina Pats and the WHL. And so far this season, he's within 15 games played or in 15 games played 29 points, 13 goals, 16 assists. That's real, real good stuff. Adam Fantilli at the University of Michigan has played eight games at the University of Michigan, is leading the country in scoring right now, and has 18 points as a freshman. And he's completely off his trolley. And those of you that have seen clips of this guy, it's real, folks. It's real. Despite those out there that think that NCAA hockey is a joke, blah, blah, blah. That dude on Twitter yeah. that <laughs> forever. I hope, hope he's enjoying himself being miserable. And then um, Medvey Michkov is the other one. Now, he's the one I'm not sure people know as much about. Okay, he is currently in St. Petersburg of the KHL. They've, um, it says statistics available. What's that? Not, not St. Petersburg, not Florida. Florida. Not St. Petersburg, Florida. Don't know if their season started. Statistics unavailable is what it says. He's not that big. I mean, he's 5'8", barely 150 uh, pounds. And yeah, doesn't, the athletic has him listed at 5'10". He doesn't turn 18 until December. So, fellas, how important is it to get in the top three in this draft? Bardo, what do you think? Very important. Um, I mean, if you have franchise players, I mean, to me, as I've said, you you build it down the middle, you build it with defensemen. And, <clears throat> you know, to me, <clears throat> excuse me, Fantilli's the guy I've been on for a long time, more so than than Bedard. I mean, I, 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 am, I understand Bedard's skill, but... Five eight. How big is he? Five seven. Five eight. Not very big. They're saying yeah. five ten. You're playing center at that at the NHL level. That big. I'm sorry. I I just don't. I don't see. I don't want to deal with that. So well, he's he's still he's still seventeen. I mean, you know, he's not even eighteen until until July seventeenth. So I mean, is yeah, he going to so grow what an inch? More? Well, I don't know. I mean, or is this one of those where, you know, I mean, it, people were saying these things about Patrick Kane. They were. I get that, but Not Kane true. came in as a winger. Yeah. You know, true. this. If, if you're telling me this kid's going to be a wing, I don't want to draft him. And I understand Kane, but they also had Taves at that time. Or they ended up getting Taves. There's no guarantee that that's going to happen again. You're asking right. Lightning to strike twice. So to me... I mean, if I have a chance to get the big skilled center who's dominating college hockey, yep, I'm taking him. Sorry. That's the guy you want. I so then, then are, then are, you, are you secretly hoping then that the Hawks fall to two? Because I, 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 would I actually, him, I would take him at one and not even and not even blink. Yeah, I mean, I, but I, 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 I do one. think I do think publicly right now, all all people are trending towards Bedard. Yeah, I know now, because I, because I, of I his ridiculous, he's got. No question about it. He's got he's got Patrick Kane or even better skill. Yeah. I just and but if he is so if he is going to be a center, I I would I don't want him. Okay. And I well, and I, I don't mean, like dra- and I don't like drafting wings that high either. So yeah. I this day and age center. If the Phoenix Coyotes get the first overall pick, and the Blackhawks get second, you're sitting on the edge of your seat saying, "Just please take Bedard." Just oh yeah, take, I want hundred percent. Yeah, or 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 the Arizona can screw it up and take Mitchkoff. Yeah, and and have to wait, and maybe maybe by the time they get a new arena, hopefully in a different city, mm-hmm. Mitchkov will come over from Russia. Yep, that's yep. the that's the big thing on Mitchkov is with the KHL. Like, yeah, I think Gates said it on the last podcast or something. You don't know when they're going to come over because they have well, to play out their KHL contract before they can come over. Well, there's that, and I mean, there's there's also a lot going on right now in our political climate, um, mm-hmm. and so you know, yeah. I don't. You know, I, I hope people don't take this the wrong way, but maybe there maybe there is, you know, a little bit of an extra hesitation, or maybe we will see more of a of hesitation in the NHL and the draft, you know, down the road in this spring. If you know, if Russia Ukraine conflict is still going on, is that going to adversely affect some of the people that are picked? Um, it's possible. I mean, there are other players, uh, you know, Braden Yeager is a very good, is a very good player. 
playing in Moose Jaw right now. He's a center. He's six feet tall. You know, there's a, there's another center left wing, Leo Carlson, that's supposed to be in the top Leo five. Carlson. I mean, he's supposed to be great. So, I mean, it, it's a, it's a pretty target rich um, NHL draft, but you know, Mitch, yeah. Mitch Goff is the question mark. He's definitely the question mark of these top three that everyone's talking about. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what I really like about Fantilli and to your point, Bardo, about it, this kid's hungry. I mean, if you watch him play, he plays with an edge and he plays with purpose. He plays angry. He wants the puck at all times. He doesn't yeah. back down from physical play. I mean, I, I think I'm trying to think of an NHL equivalent of his right now. Well, you know what it is. I'll tell you exactly what it is. I mean, it's basically he's more he's a more aggressive if if or a Messier. I mean, he's a Messier Taves type player. I mean, he's a right. big center, you know, or you know, strong center who's going to mix it up physically um, and has that will to win. And and that's something right. to me. Oof, I'd want that in two seconds. I'm telling you, have him anchor the franchise. Absolutely. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, if you could do the 2006 draft over again, Taves would go number one overall. There's no question. 100%. Yeah. What were you going to say, Sean? And, uh, do yourselves a favor uh, when you get a chance. Go to HockeyDB and look at Fantilli's picture. It is oh, yeah. priceless. Oh, his eyes are just lit up, man. Yeah. 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 And he, play, he I, plays I like with his hair on fire, as yeah. they said. I would love to get Ray's take on it because I know Ray was pretty like. Uh, pretty involved with the Chicago steel there for a while. And uh, Fantilli played the last two seasons that with the steel before going to Michigan. So I'd love to get Ray's take on Fantilli. Yeah. I, I have a Just, feeling that Ray's a big fan. Yeah. And let, let me, uh, let me throw yeah. this caveat out there. I wouldn't be upset if they got Bedard, but God, I fucking love <laughs> Fantilli. I really do. I've watched this kid so much. He is there so is good. Coach. Adam Fantilli and his Aggie DB page for all of you that can see the screen right now. 6'2 and 191 right now. Yeah, he's a big kid. Yeah. He's a big boy. And then he's going to put some beef on that. Yeah. Yeah. He could stay 6'2 and be fine. Yeah. So the um, the Michigan Wolverines are number one in the country again. Um, it sounds like they've retooled and reloaded. Now, Frankie, uh, Frank Nazar. Um, sounds like he might be out for the season. The Blackhawks 13th overall draft pick, which is really too bad. He's got a lower body injury that requires surgery is what it sounds like. And he might be out for the season. Um, yeah, now, it was his knee, yeah. I thought. Oh, it was his knee. Okay. I'm sorry. No. Um, but I, you know, that, I mean, that's just, same. Not, you just use the hockey terminology, lower body injury. Yeah. Lower body injury, but, you know, I, so I think that all signs, you know, hope that he has a good recovery, good recovery that might delay when he comes to camp and comes the Blackhawks, I think all signs probably point to him going back to the University of Michigan for at least one full year after this year before you're ever going to see him, um, mm-hmm. you know, sign with the Blackhawks, and for good reason. Yep, um, It has to be that way. Now, for those of you knocking NCAA hockey, a lot of people love to do that out there for whatever reason. You can get injured doing anything. You know, so, you know, it's not being at Michigan that got him hurt. Um So anyway, uh, really interesting stuff to talk about with those three generational talents. And it should be, I think it'll be more fun to follow them as the season progresses and the Hawks continue to decline, if you will. Um, Sean, we talked right before about the the goaltending situation in Chicago. And, you know, you also, uh, Bardo, you mentioned that, you know, it was the goaltending a couple of years ago of Kevin Lankin and that made the Blackhawks seem... Better than they were. We've seen some very good goaltending performances already so far. Salok's been been pretty good. Soderblom in Buffalo the other night was lights out. Sean, talk about Arvid. Um, what are we thinking? I mean, could this guy be something of the future? He could be. Yeah, um, he's twenty three years old. He's a bigger. He's a bigger type goalie, I believe. I think he's six three. I think he's six I'm three. Sorry, also, yeah, six three. He um free agent out of Sweden, 23. Yep. They they signed him because they thought he could be potentially a goalie of the future. Now yep. I know the plan was to keep him down in the A to got, get him regular starts. Um he's only been down there. He was down there last year, um, kind of sharing time with the um cavalcade of stars we had at goalie last season. And now um unfortunately due to the injuries to Morazic and Stalock. 
Soderblom's had to play at the NHL, or Soderblom has to play at the NHL level, and he's looked pretty good in his last two starts. Yeah. Um, nice. Two starts, he stopped 41 of 45, including 14 of 16 high-danger chances against Buffalo on Saturday. And then he made 28 of 30 saves on Tuesday, yeah. um, replacing Staylock against the Islanders. So I'm excited. Um, I was uh, increasingly pessimistic about the goaltender situation a couple of podcasts ago. Yeah. Um, I really thought he was the only prospect goalie they had in the system. Drew Comesso still hasn't signed, probably going to sign after this year at BU, but still, he's going to need time in the A. So yeah. I'm excited about Soderblom. That's probably one of the bright spots on like a bad tanking team is if you have to go to one of your prospect goalies and give them some run, you're afforded that, and he can learn – at the NHL level. It's not ideal, but it'll work. Yep. Yeah. I would agree. So we'll we'll see how he does. We'll see how he yeah, we'll see how it how it moves forward. Bardo, any other thoughts about Soderblom? No, I, I have like what I've seen so far. Um, yep. you know, he looks definitely better than what I think we saw him very briefly last year. So he's he's certainly improved his game uh, a little bit. So uh, we'll see. I mean, it's, you know, he's getting forced into action. So, you know, who they signed to, to, uh, to be now the backup Dylan Wells. It's like a two way. Oh, yeah, contract. He's, a, he's an AHL goalie. Yeah. Basically, and That's yeah. So it's like him or, you know, they pull Scott Darling from the broadcast booth or whatever, but, yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, look, the, the goaltending is, is only going to take you so far because the team in front of him is just, you know, tr- trash. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. Well, lastly, maybe we could just touch base. Uh, new broadcast team, new look in the booth. How's everyone feeling about how the Hawks are doing in that realm? Eddie O's gone. Pat Foley's gone. Uh, Scotty Dars, Scott Darling, is in between periods, making some good comments. He seems like a good guy. You know, I don't know. I don't really feel one way or the other about Scott Darling and that whole thing. Was it Foster, the guy who's doing Pat Foley? His job, he seems okay. Um, yeah, he seems okay. It's 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 so hard to get used to it when you're yeah. used to one thing really for is. your whole yeah. life. But um, you yeah, know, I don't I lo- did like his. Go ahead, go ahead, Bardo. No, I was gonna say I, I don't really love Patrick Sharp. I think he's a little too like dry, a little dry. Yeah. Um, I never really liked Troy Murray. I, 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 you know, I think he's better for radio. I don't really love him for television. I, I think it's unfortunate with Burrish because I actually think he was really good um, in his role. I wish he would, he, they would welcome him back, but maybe he was too close to the situation that happened in 2010. But um, yeah, I mean, that's just the situation that they're in right now. There's just not yeah. a lot of options. So yeah, no. And, and I think we all can, Agree that Colby Cohen having a microphone is a mistake. Um, he's pretty bad. He's yeah, really, he's, really he's bad. horrendous. Um, he's just he's uh, terrible. He's, he's just he seems he, like that kid in the classroom that just waits for his term to talk and doesn't listen to anybody and then just says nothing of value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's been on? Who's has it been? Um, has uh, uh Chelios's daughter? I can't, I'm sorry, I can't think of her name. What's her first name? Kelly. This is really bad. Kaylee Chelios, was she yeah. on the was she on the radio with um Weidman? Uh, Why? Yeah, yeah, I was listening to the game on the radio and it was him and a and a woman broadcaster who was really good. And I I don't know if it was Kaylee Chelios or if it was um God, I'm so bad right now. Uh I can't remember. Um uh, what's her name? She played she played uh, for Team USA, and the Blackhawks brought in the organization. She oh, done Kendall some games. And- oh, Kendall Coyne, yeah. Yeah, I yes. wonder if it was Kendall Coyne. Yeah. But whoever it was, they were doing a heck of a job with uh, John Wideman on the radio when I caught some of the game on the radio. Oh, nice. Hey, Wideman's great. Wideman is really good. Yeah, John Wideman's always been good. Maybe they'll have him on TV every now and then. But Yeah, uh- yeah I, I know they had said that he wasn't going to be just limited to the radio booth this year. So, yeah. Here- uh, one other thing about like Eddie O not being back when the Kraken were there, they didn't do anything for Eddie O. Yeah, that was a miss. That was a real. Big was that a miss or that was that intentional? Because I don't know. They... You know, I mean, there's two people that know what happened with Eddie Olchek's departure, and that's 
well, not two people, but I guess two facets. That's the management team and that's Eddie O. And neither one of them have really commented on him publicly, whatever the disagreements are. I hope Eddie doesn't ever like jump on spit and chicklets and start, you know, telling tales or, you know, he would, I, he just doesn't seem like that kind of a guy. I'm, I'm glad that it's private. Um, I, who knows? I mean, maybe Eddie was like, don't do anything. I doubt, I don't know. Who knows? I don't think, I, I don't know if it was just oversight or, I, I hope it wasn't intentional. Um, you know, it's easy to point fingers and say, I can't believe this didn't happen or we can't believe it didn't happen, but we don't know. I mean, I yeah. would have yeah. liked to see him celebrate, be celebrated. And um, I'm just trying to figure out who could be somebody who, who would work well as like another color commentator who would be at least entertaining. I just find sharp to be, you know, he is very dry. Why? I mean, and and Colby Cohen was just talking because he was he was filling the void, and it was just so excruciating. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I I'm I trying know. to think of somebody who was like a former Blackhawk that had like a personality, you know. <laughs> and it's like and and to me, like Burrish was such the perfect guy. I mean, he was great. Yeah, Burrish was great. On, well, we already uh, we already mentioned Christopher Stegen here once. He wouldn't be too bad either. Yeah, he just has to yeah, watch his mouth. Yeah, yeah, he tends to. I mean, I thought I thought Andrew Shaw was a guy who was a talker, but he, I thought he was terrible in, in, in an analyst role. He was yeah. awful in the studio. He, he was. And he was he, like a deer in headlights. Yeah, he wasn't very good. Uh, yeah. Maybe, and obviously Brian Campbell wouldn't be able to fill that role because he's uh, you know special assistant Cal Davidson, but his runs on tv i think before they were nbc sports chicago or whatever he was pretty good in the studio mm-hmm. but i don't think he'll be able to fill it yeah. no Maybe just, just just hear bill walton just get bill walton yeah, oh, <laughs> just, yeah. just spice it up yeah. yeah now last point of the night um and sean you mentioned this it's been a year um you know, since all of that information came out with kyle beach and the blackhawks handling of sexual assault in 2010. Um, and if those of you that have paid attention to the Blackhawks for a number of years, you will recall this time last year, um, this being the news in hockey uh, was the Blackhawks mishandling of it. And it led to the dismissal of Stan Bowman. It led to the dismissal of Coach Quenville. And then we are almost also on the year, one year anniversary of Jeremy Colleton getting fired that was performance based <laughs> or lack of performance based. So I guess that poses the question. And Sean, since you brought this up, I'll start with you. Are the Blackhawks in a better place as an organization? I, yeah. I hope so. Um, obviously there's been, um, I think Danny and Jamie Faulkner understand the gravity of the situation. I really do. I yep. think, after they um, Rocky blundered their town hall when he was questioned about it, oh, I think God. Danny that was too bad. Danny and Jamie, um, I haven't had the opportunity to listen to it yet, but I know Pat uh, Pat Boyle had an interview with them about just all the changes they've made. I know they've um, they've been promoting, you know, women within the organization. Um, I think Danny and Jamie Faulkner seriously regret what uh, regret what happened and they're trying to make right by it so i think that's a good thing i don't know um we kind of talked about burrish and like you mentioned that i don't know how guys like patrick sharp um marion hosa and those guys came away like completely unscathed from 2010 like Mm -hmm. they they were there and nobody's really there wasn't really much interaction about that. So I'm just curious about how that was and why they got a pass and things like that. But overall, I think things have changed. And I think if hopefully this doesn't happen again, like we've seen with hockey Canada now that Mm -hmm. um, I think their whole board resigned, I believe Mm -hmm. in the wake of the scandal. Hockey Canada is in need of a major overhaul right now. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and Bardo, uh, your thoughts on the Blackhawks' cultural changes? It's been a little over a year since this all went down. Yeah, and I, and I actually recall um, 
back we were talking about it over a year ago and and we we said that time would be one of the things to help sort of you know get away from this obviously you know there's going to be changes and and sticking with the changes and and living up to it etc but then you know time was going to tick away and and hopefully that will you know get get us further away from that situation so i mean it's hard to say like you know what's changed you know we're we're all on, on the outside looking in so you know you hope that just you know they keep going in this direction where there's no other incidents and 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 that's it that's it so and we could focus on hockey and not this crap so yeah no i agree i i will say i i do think the blackhawks are in a better place i do like i i like danny words i do i do too i like I like Danny Wirtz. I like Jamie Faulkner. I like their transparency. They're they've become very transparent as key figureheads of running a professional sports organization, and they're very adamant about the fact of we're going to do things right when we're not doing things right. We're going to be accountable for it. We're going to own it. We're going to make sure we're better. And I think that's all you can expect. That's all you can ask out of a professional organization. I'm still was, to this day, though, bothered by the Rocky Wirtz thing. It's like he made this like major heel turn, yeah, um, yeah. you know. In, that was that, too bad. Yeah, it's too bad was, because the guy was so beloved when he took over for his father. Yeah, and he was the know, best owner in Chicago. Holy by cow. Far. He, yeah. You know, and, and, and then, you know, the just, praise that he got. And then all of a sudden, it's like the guy just, you know, to use a wrestling term, it was a major heel turn. So. Yeah. Yep. So I think his pants yeah, were just too too high. Yep. I yep. That whole incident was really it was a shame. It, yeah. it really was. And I, you know, I, you know, I, I certainly think that had Danny had the floor alone, it would have been very different. Um, yeah. Danny and Jamie should have handled that whole thing, and it would have been yeah, the, the would've, PR would have been completely different. It would have been a positive story. Right. But I, I think Danny Wirtz is a 21st century personality. Um, I think he gets it. Mm -hmm. He seems just more in tune with modern world and modern life things. He's at a good age to be doing this. Um, he knows very, how to read the room. <laughs> knows how to knows how to read the room. You know, he instilled faith in Kyle Davidson right now. Kyle Davidson is doing a good job. Now, will Kyle Davidson continue to do a good job? Who knows? Mm -hmm. But to this point, right. Kyle Davidson has been a great pick. I think so. Yes. I mean, I, 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 you, you cannot disagree yeah. with the move Kyle Davidson has made. He is been fantastic. Um, and and he, he's had a plan. He told you what the plan was, and he's sticking to it. So this is how it's going to go, folks. Yeah. Right. This is how it's going to go. This is how I'm going to build it. This is the profile I'm looking for. These are the people I'm looking for. Like, these are the voices I want in the room. Everything. And, it, and I think he's, unfortunately, I mean, maybe I'm just reading too much into it. No, um, no, no. I don't, I don't think he's. Stan Bowman, unfortunately, was just arrogant because of his last name. Kyle mm -hmm. Davidson, until until he was promoted or until he took over, nobody knew who he was in the organization. Nobody. Mm -hmm. So he had anonymity. We don't know what decisions we are part of, but now his stamp is on this organization. And mm -hmm. going forward, he's going to be the focal point of what happens. So yeah. I'm interested to see what he does. And I, like you guys have said, I've – I'm on board with everything he's done. We've been saying as the rink as a whole that the rebuild needed to happen several years prior. Sure. And he's like, yep, this is what I need to do. This is what we're – it's far yep. too long. We're going to upgrade our analytics department because we used to be the front runner in analytics. Mm -hmm. um, in a, a commercial for that Pat Boyle interview, Jamie Faulkner had kind of mentioned the analytics department and um, the, the people they brought in to analyze what they're looking for because ultimately sports is about boiling everything down to the number, whatever number you deem the value for your players and what you're looking for. So yeah. I'm excited. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Early happy birthday, Sean from Riley. Thank Riley, you. Riley Thank who's you. your favorite Blackhawk? The Blackhawks player. Yeah. Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. There you go. Philip Bruce. <laughs> All right, good night, buddy. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you, Shawnee. Uh, happy early birthday. And um, thank you. you know, if you just look back at Kyle Davidson so far, Kyle Davidson's timeline, it it, it began, you know, with the Brandon Hagel trade, mm -hmm. which was fantastic. It moved into the summer, very unpopular moves, including the trading of Alex to Brinkett. Mm -hmm. 
again, stockpiled three first round draft picks after that. And then the juice just keeps on going. But those little things like getting second rounder plus a player who's performing very well for someone like Riley Stillman, letting go of Bodan and the others. I mean, it's just he's he's on his game. I hope it sticks. I really hope it does. Getting getting any value from um, Alex Nylander. Sam no. Lafferty. Sam yeah. Lafferty's a, a productive player on this team. And yeah, if, if they can flip him for something else, he wins that trade even more. Yep. Yep. So, well, fellas, it's been a slice as always. I think it's a, a good time to declare victory for the evening. Folks, we will be back. And if you are stale on the Blackhawks, and it might just happen because they might become very uninteresting until the new year when the trade deadline starts picking up, we're going to be back and we're going to go around the league with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to break down some teams, look at some other divisions. We're going to keep you entertained through the eyes of the NHL. And give us some topics. You want us to debate something yeah. historical, give us something fun. You know, we, you know, we can have fun with it. Join us in the chat, you know, get, be a part of it. Yeah. Best hair yeah, of all Ron. time, Ron Dugay. I mean, all sorts of fun yeah. stuff, you know. We could, we can yeah. We, could, we um, can talk about, you know, um, we could break down college teams or we could yep. watch college games and stuff like that. Like, yeah, we'll be busy. Um, we got some ideas. I'm itching to use my ESPN Plus, so. You know, <laughs> it's a good program. I don't want to just wake up and watch bad football on Sunday morning. You'd say I blame you there. With ESPN Plus. With ESPN Plus. All right, folks. Uh, thanks very much for uh, for tuning in tonight. Those of you that did, uh, I'm Andy Campbell on behalf of Sean Fitzgerald and the Bard, Andrew Bard. Thanks for listening tonight. We will be back uh, soon with some more Blackhawk coverage and some more thoughts on the NHL. Take care and have a good one. And happy birthday, Shawnee. Happy birthday, John. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.